hey, real quick, make sure you subscribe, like, and follow this podcast anywhere you're listening to it. You can leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That kind of stuff really helps us out, so we appreciate it there. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Gear and Beer Podcast. If you like the music that you hear in this episode, there will be links to my music anywhere that you're checking it out in the show notes as well. So uh, until next time, enjoy the podcast, keep jamming, and we'll see ya. Dear and beer. Welcome back to Gear and Beer. Today we got with us Guitar Phil. Phil, thanks for making the trek, coming to hang out, man. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Get this. My pleasure, my brother. I'm fixed. <laughs> uh, this podcast is just a string of technical difficulties caught man, on film, typically. Dude, that's pretty much what we all are doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a super fun jam. Uh, yeah. That I don't think we've ever had anything as, like, interactive it's usually like trading and so typically there's an engineer yeah the main engineer's wife had surgery today oh, and man. the guy that was going to fill in for him has a three-week-old baby and so Yeesh. that didn't work out either it's called out the game <laughs> typically i like to get somebody to do that yeah. so that i don't screw something up because it would not be the first time that I accidentally didn't record video or audio or something stupid, Tell but I can see it. that it's all recording. So we, yeah, do it. off to it. Off to a good start. There you <laughs> go, man. I understand. Um, I understand. I've been a one man show myself, so I get it. Yeah. Well, you know, as we were talking about earlier, like, it just gets crazy sometimes, especially in the summer when everybody's in the throes of travel Bruh. and rehearsal and. Tell uh, me about it, You man. know, all, all that stuff. Yeah, man. You're talking about you're fixing to move and all that. No, man. So I do not more. envy that having done it <laughs> a year ago. Right, right, right. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. What else is happening with you, man? What's what's going on? Oh, man. Well, 23 has been a crazy year. It has, been, it has been a crazy year. Um, It's one of those years that, you, you know, you go, you, you pray for that year, then it gets here, you go, oh, wait a minute, I don't know what I pray for. <laughs> it's because it, it it's not about it all like oh so much good stuff is happening and i'm overwhelmed no because you know with the good comes the crazy For and sure. you know i mean like you can't you can't have peaks if you don't have valleys they're just not they're not peaks anymore right if you don't you know um, it's like living in la and you don't get the seasons it's yeah like, it's not good weather anymore it's just outside or inside that's it that's it i love the way you put that man that that's that's how it is and the four seasons are all beautiful so it you know i'm i'm in this situation where well not situation just living life where there's it's the roller coaster and it's like whoa but that's what happens when 
it gets crazy for yeah. when it gets good and crazy, then you're holding on. Uh, right. For dear life a couple of times. And then when you look back at it, you go like, oh, that made sense. But, you know, it, it's so I'm, I'm, I've been my summer's been I mean, my 23 has been a whole bunch of that really? started off like cussing at the sky and then, <laughs> you know, literally the next day going like, what? And it's, it's been a ton of that. Like like scheduling kind of issues. That's typically where I find the roller coaster the most it's like all of a sudden i i'm having to curate several other people's schedules oh, as well as my own and trying to take into account the, you know yeah my life and- man yeah exactly i think one of the, one of the big things that keeps happening to me is every time i commit to doing a certain uh amount of time for myself i mean it's the classic you know Tell everybody you don't. You have a week that's not busy. The easiest way to kill a you know an empty week is to tell people that you have that week off. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's it's been that type of thing, you know. Like, a, man, I, I had all this time kind of carved out for me, and it's not there anymore. And it, yeah. and it see you you almost get ready because you go like, oh, I know how stuff comes. So you go, all right, I'm. I'm prepared for that if it comes, if it, and then you get a bowling ball that comes from the sky, and you yeah. go like, "Wait a minute, that wasn't that wasn't part of the things that we had trained for." Right. So now I got a whole new thing to kind of look out for, and yeah, at the end of the day, no matter how you put it, I just I lost all the time I was trying to spend for myself. So, well, uh, cheers to regaining that time at, yeah, some, at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, boom, boom. But it, <laughs> but it's but it's not it's not the worst. Well, no, because at the very least, you're fielding opportunity as Absolutely. opposed to heart searching for and there you go. For. There, yeah, yeah, and, and and I have some people that I do know um, that have been saying, "Hey, man, if, if you know of anything that I, that typically hasn't been uh, the thing I've been dealing with too much." So, um, well, that's good. Yeah. I, I feel like. Every other January or February, it'll be pretty thin. It wasn't really the case for me this year, right? But it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, you're like maybe next year, uh, you know? And that'll and I'll be fine with that, bro. It's it's kind of like eh, I'm okay with staying at my house. I, this I is, got things to do. I've been here for two straight weeks, uh, over over two two weeks and two days, and that's the longest amount of time I've spent at my house since march i think good for you man and cool i got one more whole week and then uh, then it's back to yeah traveling and crazy yeah you're losing it you're, yeah, yeah. All, all my gear is finally getting fixed I, I had a string of like everything was breaking and i still got something weird going on in my baseboard i've sent pedal i sent my api di back to somebody uh not to somebody to api and they're yeah. like there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, and then I get it back and I turn on the compression and it's going. Zzz, it's like, well, I don't, Ugh. I try isolating it and sometimes it doesn't do it. And oh so I don't God. know if it's a cable. I have swapped cables. Maybe it's a pedal. Maybe it's the power supply. Yeah, I think it's the power. Maybe it's the Are power you, cable. Did you change, did you change uh, the power, the, the plug that it was going in? Nope. Try that because I, I know that happened to me and the plug, the actual. Uh, the DC was going bad, had gone bad. 
like a, the ground or something yeah, broke yep. off on one of them. Yeah, the DC. It just that, the that one terminal went bad, and they actually just gave me a new uh, power supply because of it. I just traded in. They gave me a new one because well, it was like warranted. So they were like, "Here." And this is a a pedal power too, which was a great product twenty years ago when uh, it was yeah. like the only thing on the market. Yeah. But it's not suited for today's pedal platforms with the high milliamperage settings true tone, and, bro. and all that stuff. And get it, get like, a true tone. Get a true tone CS12. You will not. You will be so happy. Okay. Well, I've, I got the Phoenix in this thing, and oh, I Phoenix? like the Phoenix. What's the Phoenix? Who it's makes that? Walrus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I haven't seen theirs. And uh, Walrus customer service is maybe the best that I, of anyone wow. that I've, I've never with. had to. I've never had to ask, but everything they make, I love so. I've got uh, this monument, and they make this in a smaller footprint now, mm -hmm. and I haven't compared the two. I'm sure it sounds really good. Uh, just the idea of the smaller footprint is something yeah. that I'm into these days. Yeah, yeah right. You know, I fit a bunch more crap on there. There you go. <laughs> like you need it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Jeez. Well, you know, I, the way I look at it, especially when I'm playing that PRS with those pickups as feedbacky oh, as they yeah. are, uh, and I, I like having that control over the sustain, but I can stack overdrives certain ways right. where it exactly kind of negates it a little yeah, bit. And yeah, then other yeah. times I'm like, I want it. Yeah, you want I just wide open. Thing. Yeah, man. There's nothing like stacking overdrives, dude. That is, I didn't realize that was such a Nashville thing. I thought I, everybody did that. I did that in Dallas, but you know, I was playing in a lot of country bands, and my best bud and one of my tone icons, Boo Massey, like, you know, he was doing tons of country sessions uh, back in Dallas. He lives mm -hmm. in Arizona now, but he, he lives in Arizona and plays for Miranda Lambert, and they're all based here. But he is he's he unlocked a lot of tone doors for me. It's like I always knew what I wanted it to sound mm -hmm. like, and mm -hmm. then I showed up on a gig where I was playing bass, and he's playing guitar, and he had a matchless C30, and I was like, Right There's there, man. that sound. There, that's it, right and there. So then I got one. But, yeah, man. Um, what year is that? That one is 2010. Okay, okay. 2011. I recently sold, uh, I came into a Samson era one, Oof, from, and geez. I sold it. Honestly, it did sound a little different, but I, I didn't swap glass from amp to amp. Yeah. So I probably tubes, but... It didn't sound enough different to keep the yeah the less to keep the more valuable exactly. one when I you know yeah, I could if, sell if that gonna, one you're not gonna take it out so yeah and I sold it to uh, for a fair price to a good dude and a guy that I still talk to I didn't know before uh, and that's always cool too and make new go. homies guitar hey, homies man, there you go yeah I'm I'm gonna be in the I'm definitely gonna be in the market to get ahead yeah C thirty. I mean, it's really heavy. Oh, yeah. All that iron, bro. But it is freaking built like a tank, man. Yep. I I was playing with a guy. <laughs> we went to play this gig in Chicago, and we were unloading. He had a – we went up there in an Escalade, and he was a sloppy dude, and there was, like, gear and luggage and spare tire and all kind of oh, crap man. in the back end. And I went out to get something out of the back, and he had – set his head on top of some clothes and it rolled up against the door oh, no. so that thing just came tumbling out and 
we carried it inside, plugged it in, it turned on, it was fine. We didn't even matchless. We didn't even yep. We didn't even check the tubes or nothing. Just turned it on, it worked. Jeez. Somebody, I think he got it from Guthrie, and he whoever he got it from somebody else, and it had like a weird, almost like bedlinery kind of a tolex going on. It's Mm -hmm. pretty weird. Probably (laughs) kept it kept it from tearing, but yeah, man, those are great amps. I digress. Um. (laughs) Yep. So, is this the board that you fly with? It has been since March. I started flying with it. I was carrying my big board. Were you? Yep. My um, my uh, I have my I have a board from Mono that I was carrying, and I realized I just didn't need to carry that much stuff because of the artist I was playing with at the time. I just didn't need to carry all that. I was sure. doing the same thing every night, and the H ninety. Uh, I've got that. That H ninety, yeah, um, and that really changed a lot for me. Even though it's basically the idea of two H nines, it's really more than that. Sure, and it's so powerful that became like my entire like modulation time. Anything other than drive, pretty much, and I'm it's sure. got some amazing drive stuff in there. Does it too. really? It does. It's got some really cool stuff. But I've I would, heard any of that. It, yeah, it's got some really cool stuff in there. And there, it's because it's different. It's it's not like, oh, okay, I would use that instead of a drive pedal. It just has its own thing. It's a new texture. Yeah. And a it's, new, it's, a new color to paint Yeah, it's, with. it's really great. But but um, I I don't really use it for that. I use it for the, the you know, the standard things and kind of was running it through the effects loop of my amp and then just running a few drive pedals. So you I'm run it through the effects loop? Definitely. Interesting. Yeah, well, because um, I play that, uh, I play the third power Willie Coach. Right. The effects loop on that amp is like heavenly. So, so the four cable method then is essentially what you're doing. Oh yeah, because it it makes a difference. It's like like most amps, I would not run it through. Uh, most it, most stuff I play, I just run it through the front. But on that amp, it sounds so great and gives you this whole other texture, um, and allows your reverbs and your delays to sit like they would like if you were doing an aux sin um on, on pro tools so then what do you come out of? you come out of one of the drives or you come out of the volume last is the uh, come all the volume last so the volume is after the drive so that you can yes. saturate and then adjust that's the right that's right because I, I i want i want that same level of gain and and thrust and tone and that way i'm not redundant uh by using two Gain oh, volumes. Yeah. I have a master volume and a and gain. And then you can use your guitar yeah, to clean it to up. Be the, to be the gain to clean it up, yeah. That's probably a pretty good way for me to run my volume pedal. I don't. I haven't been using it lately just because, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I, I haven't been. But um, Cleans up your tone, too. You know, and I feel like... I Because, again, I used my volume knob before. and Of course. So it just it does in fact seem redundant. Although the one that I have, uh, Justin Butler's company, Three Tone, he he built this circuit, and it's like a really good buffer for if yep. you got a long run of cable or that's, something that's, like that. And it's got good. like a, I think it's an impedance knob, but mm-hmm. really it's essentially working like a cable tone simulation. Yep, yep. If you wanted 
to sound like a long run of cable, you wow. turn it down. If you want it to sound like there's no cable, you turn it up, and it's like full full spectrum wow. of you know. Yeah. You get those shiny tops and those very low bottoms. I might, but I might, I might need to get one of those. That it's pretty. It's it's basically his upgrades to an Ernie Ball VP Junior. Yeah. He's got an indestructible string that he contracted out somebody yeah. to make, and then he's got his own circuit. Oh, I need I need to. I'll find it. I'll show I it to you. I definitely need and to. It's got a that sounds like something cool light I need to have. It. Yeah, because I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big volume guy. On my big, my bigger board, I still put the volume after all of my tone based stuff. Okay. Um, because it it acts like a poor man's effects loop, and it allows you to get all of your tone stuff first, and you're separating all your time and modulation based stuff afterwards. Because I put all those effects afterwards. I'm gonna have to start running. I'm gonna have to try the effects loop because I obviously been playing that Wooly Coats as yeah. well. And I've I've never used an effects loop. I've just never done it. I, well, most amps they sound terrible. I'm not gonna lie, because it's an afterthought. Sure. But uh, Delana made sure that I mean, I, it's one of those things. I did it, and it's like all this air and all this breath. You're like, that's what I always wanted to sound like, but I was just too afraid to try. <laughs> that yeah, and it happened because they told me. Everyone at Third Power said, try the effects loop. Just give it a run. And when I did, I was like, oh, my God, because I, I still get all the, the juicy drive stuff and however, you know, sweet and sustaining I want my, you know. So you get to interact things. with the front of your amp without any, without any, yeah, without wet, any over wetness. Itself. Yeah, yeah. And I still got the awesome reverb in the amp, too. Sure, sure. So it 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 really kind of has more of that mixing board effect to it. It's really nice, man. Yeah, I I like the the way that that reverb sounds. I don't. Oh, excuse me. Um, I don't uh, typically like to use amp reverb on a gig because I want it to change mm -hmm. and walking back and forth to the amp a bunch of times yeah, is not yeah, my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if I could just bend down and, right. and do that, or I, I can just have a bunch of different settings. There you go, even better. That's that is a smarter way to do it, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I accidentally did something smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the story of my life, man. Um, Tell me about it. What what is this uh, white pedal on the far end? That's a third. I mean, this is turning into a third power commercial for me. <laughs> uh, that is their pedals called the uh, uh, the Love Drive, and it's based off of a most distortion okay and uh it's got drive uh level bass mid and treble but the crazy thing about it is all of the controls are active oh, okay and it's delana showed me she hooked it up to an oscilloscope and showed me hey i can pretty much get the waveform of any amp or pedal that I want. Like, hey, here's a Marshall. This is what a Marshall waveform looks like. Okay, I'm going to show you how to make that with this pedal. Interesting. And I did, and I was like, whoa. And, okay, you want to dumble? Boom. Now, the reason I really like that pedal, if I if I got an amp that doesn't sound great, it'll make it Hit sound, the front of it yeah, and change Yeah, it kind of sounds like a third power. But then when I play it in front of a great amp or a third power amp it like interacts with the circuit and it really can kind of get in there it doesn't sit on top and it's not a preamp it kind of gets in the circuit so if i want 
if I want to influence the amp to be a little more American than it is or a little more British, and when I say British, I'm mainly meaning martially sure. uh, uh, or, or a little more dumbly, I can actually just start messing with the interactive controls. And then if I just need to get a little more girth, I'll just start pl- playing with that drive a bit. And it just, I mean, just tiny little increments, it does a lot. And the way that those things interact. Is that what you were using for the jam? Is that where your game was coming from? Um, Some of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then uh, I turned on the Timmy for a second. Oh, okay. And then, But see, the thing is, that that's the other great thing about it's a really nerdy pedal, man. I'm not going to lie. It's a super nerdy pedal because it, it plays really great with other pedals. It influences other pedals in a fun way. So it's like, man, I, I have a pedal that I like a lot, but I wish it could just a little. That's what that does. Interesting. Yeah. It just it's one of those things like uh I'm probably gonna get a second one just to put on the big board and keep it. Cause it's they told me that they were like, Yeah, you could actually have two of them and you can have one in pre and one in post. And it just cause you can make them do different things. And I yeah, I can attest. It's a pretty it's a it's a great it's it's one of those pedals no matter what board I have, I make sure I take it with me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what's up. I've not played one of those. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to check it out. Super fun. Yeah. Give it. A, give it a ride. And then what's this Olympus? I don't know that one. Either. Oh yeah, the Olympus. Um, that's uh from Mythos. Oh. You know, okay. you know Zach. Yeah, uh, I, I'm familiar with Mythos. Yeah, yeah. So this one is, I can't remember the name of the circuit that it is, but it's a it's a a circuit that they came up that they uh, kind of emulated uh, from a pedal that's no longer made but it's it's basically like a clon with with uh without the harshness uh-huh so it, it's a clon that's got a little more air uh, a light organic overdrive kind of a thing um yeah yeah it's it's cl- very clonish it can get just as loud like a clon it can get really forward like a clon and really big but it doesn't have that that like kind of brassiness that clans tend to the thing that I don't like about them. Yeah, yeah. Where you go like, oh my god, it's so loud, but I everything needs to be loud for me to love it. Like you can, you can kind of sweeten it up a bit. So it's cool. it soars. It's like a clan that soars. So like, uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, I think one of the famous sounds was, uh, uh, Mayor John Mayer using the the. Uh, um, the the tube screamer with a clon, and it's kind of more of that in one. That makes sense because the clon does to the tube screamer what the tube screamer so desperately cannot do. Right, right. So, is, it, my impression of a tube screamer is always this. This is what a tube yeah, screamer yeah, yeah, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the this the clon. Would, this would be a clon. Right, 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 <laughs> so right. They, so together, they it's well kind of like that's kind of like them together. Um, it, it's, it, it's get, you get the, the mid hump, you get that, I just call it more like a, like a mid sweetener. And then it's, it, those, those highs and the overdrives a little softened. So you get that, you get that give that you're going to get from, uh, from a tube screamer, but you get that, that punch that, you know, just punches you like really in the throat sure, at sure. the same time. So it's it's a really great 
overdrive to kind of have like, hey, I need to get loud and I need to get, I need to get big and ballsy. So do you use it kind of as a boost in that scenario? I can. Yeah, it depends. It depends on what like song is for. Sometimes it may might it might be my biggest distortion. Sometimes I might use it as kind of like, okay, I, I really put balls on this thing for some boost. So it can kind of be grindy. It it it, yeah. it kind of has multi facets to it. Yeah, even with up, just the three little knobs. But it's a really cool pedal, and it, it's it's one of those things like, man, it just kind of sounds good on everything. Yeah. So, yeah, Zach did a really cool thing with that one. Yeah, I know some dudes that have the the Mjolnir or whatever. Yeah, which is yeah, like yeah. A, That's their Klon. Yeah, it's like it's Klon and something else. Like mm-hmm. leans. I forget what the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tone shape is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my man, my buddy Eddie uh, put this pedal out with Maasai guitars called the Eddie Boost Drive, mm. and it's it's got LED and germanium, uh, I believe, clipping really? with a switch, and the boost is just a knob, but it's also super interactive. And then you know you got what's that? Basically, a on the tube screamer part, you got the tube screamer. Except for you've got middle bass and treble control, you have you can tone shape, and it does a lot of different stuff. And he like went through the trouble of putting together some like some prints of different kinds of things in a booklet in the thing. I love when guys do that. So what what is that? Uh, what's the toggle switch? I love toggle. So yeah, so that's between the the clipping modes. Oh, I got you. Okay, and like what's cool about it is like. Sweet. Yeah. Germanium and oh, that is so cool. That way, if it's on your dark, it's dark on stage or something, yeah. you can tell. If you go back and forth, I typically just kind of set it and forget it. That's kind of my deal for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff, I'm I'm more set it and forget it. What what where where are those made? Where's that made? Messiah guitars. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know where they're manufactured, to be honest. Um, Eddie lives here. Well, he lives in, in like, Lebanon. Uh, he's been on the, the podcast before. Nice. But uh, we did a specific podcast dedicated to that pedal when it came out. Oh, I need to go listen. And as a result, uh, he gave me and Lyndon, the you know, guy typically engineering, yeah. and RJ Ronquillo all got – we're the only ones that have this particular color, and they nice. won't make any more of this color. Very nice. So, and they got – our names are on it or whatever. So that was kind of like a, nice. a super cool thing that they did for us. But – he, you know, he got that pedal out there and like in into the hands of people who do influence like gear opinions online, but they would also tell them if they didn't like it kind of yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like he got some real good feedback and I didn't hear anybody that had anything negative to say about it. That's great. I'm not a tube screamer guy, yeah. but that pedal is way more than a tube screamer. Well, most the the tube screamers I think that are successful these days are two screamer pluses if, if it does a two screamer and goes over because there's there's still a place you know in the fusion world tube screamers still a well thing. it works great with a with a fender amp circuit yeah because of the the shape of the scoopiness exactly. lack of mids exactly. and it brings those mids yeah. yeah and that's you know one of the reasons it works so well with uh, Stevie Ray's Supers mm-hmm. back in the day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Viber King or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not Viber King, but... Uh, oh, yeah, this. Was that what it's called? Viber King? 
No, he wasn't playing the Viper King. Uh, he played a. Uh, um, no, he didn't play Bandmaster either. It was a super into that one, into that Leslie, that Music Man yeah, Leslie. Yeah, he had a super. He had a super. He had the. He had, he had super, and then he had a super six as well. But I don't know how long he played the super six. But I don't either. Um, yeah, that, and then he was playing the the steel string singer. Yeah, right, right, right. And that I mean that's the the classic one yeah, for yeah. sure. So I was listening to the links that you sent me earlier today, and that's some killer music. Uh, what, what's the name of the band? The Chank. Yeah, is that how you say it? Yeah, guitar fill in the Chank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my larger band. Okay. So I've got that, and then I've got my trio. Right, right. That's what I mm-hmm, saw at the mm-hmm, electric guitar mm-hmm, pickup. Mm-hmm. Or what was that event called? Yeah, the, East Nashville Electric Guitar Pickup. Yeah, yeah. Pop up. Pop up. Pop up. There, there, there you go. That's a term that makes some actual sense. Yeah, yeah right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I was before the pandemic, I was you know doing my full band the Chank, so guitar fill and the Chank, so you know funky guitar playing. Yeah, chank. yeah. Uh, and I had a few guys who had done some stuff with Motown. They were like, man, we're going to call you the Chank, boy. And I played with them, you know, some of the OGs. And that's what they started calling me. So uh, my manager at the time was like, yeah, you're going to need a you're gonna need a name for your act to go along with Guitar Phil. And I was thinking about it, and it hit me, the Chank. So, yeah. It's been, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I've been kind of rocking that. So. Well, what is the how, – how would you describe that? project to, to me it sounds uh, I, I hear elements of a funk of church like old like quartet mm-hmm. and like aggressive blues i guess i would say mm-hmm. uh, like what what's the uh well, is that just what phil's heart sounds like or are you, are you going for a thing man you know at the time that was kind of my first foray into uh me writing and well i've been writing a long time but just kind of more of me really playing the guitar and writing it all together so i wasn't locked in on a style as much as i am now sure a lot more honed in to what i want to do yeah Uh, but at the time i was just kind of i was journaling where i was that's that's all i really was doing i was like that's a great way to describe yeah like like that and and i was trying to be honest about hey man this is where i'm at in my journey and this is my diary, and I want to tell the truth every time I'm writing about it. And so I literally picked like from like 20 songs down to those five. <laughs> so it was like, all right, these are the truest ones to where I'm at, and this is what we feel like is going to make the is going to make the cut for right now. Yeah. And um, somehow or another, all those kind of seem to resonate with different people for different things. If, you know, so it's, it's feel it feels good. And I mean, if it doesn't feel good, it doesn't really matter what else it does for yeah, me. Yeah, man. I mean, like like I said, that's where I was because that was those, those were 2018. The, the other one, uh, Black Bodies, was 2021. That was, uh, you know, the my response to the George Floyd thing. I actually wrote it in 2020. We just couldn't get it out till 21, mm-hmm. just because we were doing a bunch of uh, 
just a bunch of edits, and I wanted to get it right musically once we got moving. Uh, I don't think I – I don't know if I listened to that one. I listened okay. to that Worker, Worker, Worker B, B yeah, yeah. one of the links you sent. Yeah, yeah, Worker B. You listened to that EP, right. Yeah, and yeah. And then Black Bodies was uh, the – that was, like I said, that was my response to what was happening. Not with There'll be links to all that in the show notes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So. It, it wasn't just George Floyd. It just – George Floyd was specific. Uh, that's what caused me to write it. At the time, I'd been very aware of what had been going on. That was kind of like the uh, what do they say? That was the straw for a lot of a lot of different people for a lot a lot of different things. I yeah, feel like. yeah, 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 yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah, so it was just like you know, I kind of just kind of went there with, and even the solo at the end, uh, it was fifty-one takes to get to that solo. It's not is is it's a full take of its own, but it took me fifty-one takes to get there, and um. And I remember when I finally cut it, uh, my producer was like, "What? What? Where? Where did you go when you finally hit that?" And he was like, "Where? That one was different than all the other. Where, where'd you go?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was thinking about the 846." And I was like, "That's that." I just told the story of the, the whole solo was like I condensed it down to like a minute. Of that eight forty six, you know, when he the whole uh, uh, confrontation with the cops and when right. he lost his life, so I kind of like condensed it down and replayed it on my guitar, and it has a, this eerie, crazy thing that's happening at the end. It's like gasping for breath at the end. Well, it's now nice I really want to listen yeah. to that because I didn't listen to that earlier, so I don't, have to, <laughs> I don't have the frame of reference, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was that, and um, you know, um, these are all parts of my journey musically and you know where i'm at now is is more honed in than both of those um i think the next batch of stuff i'm doing trio or otherwise i'm i'm really centered on telling stories like i'm that's what i've been trying to get to my whole career like telling some stories and i really feel like i got i feel i feel like i'm somewhere where i can tell stories in their they're cohesive sure musically uh they're my stories they're stories from people who came before me and but they all have the thread of of me musically so that's part of the plan for i like i like the way you put it though about uh it's the you know paraphrasing a snapshot of where you were musically at that time absolutely I guess that's kind of what I do too, except for that's definitely not how I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I always think about it as just like, you know, just an ex- kind of an ex- expression of how I'm feeling. Yeah. But how do I say it? It's 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 instrumental music, so I don't yeah. I don't I'm not telling any story with lyrics. It's almost like trying to you know like paint uh a mood yeah like an like like the the composers back in the day like when polyphonic music started opening up and bach and just like you know i'm that's gonna sound like i just tried to compare myself to bach it's not no no no. i don't think i don't think i don't think you're doing that no 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 i listen i listen to your stuff no, you 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 definitely. I was painting was exactly what I was thinking of. 
just like, you know, it's, it's such cliche terms like vibe and a texture and blah, but like that's honestly what uh, it yeah, is. And I mean, sometimes they're contrasting, other times it's like it'll be something as simple as I'll hit the wrong setting and it'll be a weird and I'll be like, and it'll turn into something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and that's not that, that's like pretty, like just surface value. Sure. The mo- moment in time, uh, a, a sound inspired me to do a thing. Absolutely. And I do a lot of songwriting with other people, uh, lyrics included. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it just came out actually this week, and I'll be sure to link that uh, nice. with an artist, Dan Smiley, a buddy of mine. Uh, it's a country record, but it's it's like a rootsy country record, mm-hmm. and takes takes a few chances and some real raw playing and nice. um, well crafted songs. I had the pleasure of writing a couple of them with him. But I have never put anything out with me singing. Although, uh, when I go play my original yeah, instrumental music, I sing. Yeah, yeah, you sound great too, man. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I've seen your videos. Yeah, you sound great. It's just, yeah. Singing and playing, I think guitar players have an advantage, man. Yeah. I, I think we have an advantage that no other instrument, including piano players. Please have. elaborate. Um, there's a connection between our voice and our instrument that I just don't think exists with any other instrument because the because the guitar sounds closer to the voice than anything but a horn, but you can't sing and play horn at the same time. That's true. So, therefore, you can emote from two different sources as one source. Yeah. And there's just a connection. That's why you're all... That's why when somebody who's a like okay guitar player but really good singer you love them that much more sure. on both and vice versa if somebody's a great guitar player but an okay singer they get the pass of life sure. because you're like oh, okay yeah like they they carry each other because of that thing that it's this twin emotion that's coming out and people are just like I'm buying it and you don't get that with piano players all the time because you're going to, like, you can hear, you're like, they there's a lot more them. options there. You're like, they kind of suck. And you're, you know, you're, you're they're like, they're they're just way more, you know, and guitar's like harder. So, in, in some I ways, don't know, man. I can play the guitar. I cannot play a piano to save my life, bro. You know what? I, I should take that. I should say that the other way. I think the piano is harder. I, I'm, I can't I just, play I'm, it. You know, I, and I come from a family of piano players, and I'm just like, I'm like, dude, how in the world? I just think there's so much of a higher expectation um, on it. And guitar, I think I think it's just easier. The linear thing is just doesn't work for my brain the yeah, same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably does if the right person broke it down to me right, the right, right way. Right, And then I spent, you know, any time trying to get better at it. But yeah. guitar just makes sense. And stringed instruments, like, even, like... A mandolin. Yeah, it's not strung the same as yeah, a guitar. Yeah, but it, it just makes sense. But like I can find my way around still it. Still, some of the facility that absolutely. I learned on the guitar that makes yeah. absolute translation. Yeah. And there's there's things about it. The shapes and the stuff yeah. are a little different, and you just kind of have to almost think backwards. Right. But it just feels learnable, right? Yeah. Like for some reason, the piano. Even though I know things on the piano, it just doesn't feel learnable. Like, it takes me forever to learn a thing on the piano, and I don't want to learn more of it. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I learned that thing. 
But well, it, guitar, I'm always. It's a facility to thing for me. It's yeah. like I've spent decades yeah, honing the right? guitar right? facility, and I have done nothing with piano. <laughs> and so if I sit down to it, it's like it doesn't matter how smart or yeah. how good of an idea yeah. I have. Yeah, I can't execute yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can play Cordy Patty stuff, and I do, and yeah. the, on some of my stuff. Yeah, that all day, out. man. I'm producing my own stuff on there. All that's the just time. that's just the way it goes. But if I if there's a part where I'm like, this part needs to be a part, then I I'm on the phone to yeah. somebody who's capable of yeah, said yeah, part yeah, because yeah. it ain't me. Yeah, <laughs> I can I got the basics. That's about it. I can play chords if you give me long enough to figure them yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. In 15 tries. I got a buddy <laughs> back back in Dallas. Uh, he's an interesting cat, and he just like he plays all these really close, like cluster chord oh, yeah, voices. It's crazy man, and it's and like plenty of people do that. There's just something about the way he plays chords that's different than most people that I've ever heard. Yeah, and uh, this that just reminded me. It's a, he's like. So far down the piano wormhole, there's yeah. there's no like nothing that's not within reach for yeah, him from yeah. classical to avant garde yeah. jazz, yep, you know, yep, yep. heavy metal he could do, and he's yeah. just a well versed dude. Colin Campbell, shout out to Colin. Um, he's actually playing with me last last couple times I played uh, back in Dallas. He was he had a certain schedule conflicts, and I ended up playing with a a Dallas legend by the name of Eric Willis, who's like a, a dude I've been hearing about for my whole mm. life as a professional musician. Yeah. Never saw him, never heard him. Just wow. all these people I respect always spoke yeah. so highly yeah. of him. And we played this this gig last time I was in town. And you, and you found out. I, I understand you now. You found out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was a, it was a, a positive negative the homie couldn't do it, but sure. I got to play with somebody there you else. Go. That's always and great. Actually, today was kind of a crazy day. Uh, there was two significant deaths in the Dallas music scene. Um, I, neither gentleman I know personally, um, but Daniel Jones and uh, Perry Richardson. Daniel right. Jones, I know as a killing jazz piano player, but his gig, I think, I think he's been Janet Jackson's MD for like 10 oh years God. or something. Whoa. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they were both together. I don't oh know this, the, the other gentleman at all, but I started getting texts today while I was Whoa. walking the dog. and They were like, I keep reading about blah, blah, blah. Oh, Do you man. know? And I'm like, oh, I got nothing. And wow. I hit up uh, my homie Wes and he told me about, about Daniel and, I, I I'm not prying. I'm not trying to get anybody's business. I didn't go yeah. try to figure out what happened or anything. Sure, yeah, like yeah. if I'm supposed to know, somebody will tell me. But right. it's crazy. just terrible to. Hear. I know for sure that Daniel has a young a young oh, daughter and a wife. And, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry to bring it down like that. But just thinking about Dallas piano players. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, man. That's the thing. Uh, Daniel Jones again. I, I didn't know personally, but there's like a really big like. Uh, aggressive improv modern jazz thing mm -hmm. not like swing but like oh no no yeah the, the dallas the snarky yeah, puppies yeah yeah that's what brought, roots yeah basically brought, yeah and i've seen i've seen daniel sit in a uh with the funky knuckles a bunch of times and with uh uh back in the day when it was still bernard wright another Oof. legend yes. gone oh, too yes. soon oh, um, yeah. oh yeah and like that dude was 
killer. Oh yeah, but musician. all right. Oh no, no, I know. Killer musician. I no. I got very nothing. totally aware. Very little experience. I think I sat in one time with him. Yeah. But it's one of those things He's where truth, you're playing, you don't talk. I I didn't meet the guy we were yeah. sitting in together. It's too bad. Great musician. Hate to hear people. Yeah, man. Leaving too soon or whatever. Absolutely. Uh. Again, sorry to sorry to bring uh, the, man, well, the mood know, down a little there. No, but, well, man, it's life. It's a cycle of life. It no, you're right about that. Um, yeah, man. So, do you do you have other works that are in the like in man, the process? I've, I've I've got something. Are you writing? Are you recording? Yeah, are you mixing? I am. I am, I am writing and recording some new music now. I plan to put out three songs over the summer, and I wish I could announce. Uh, the news, but I can't yet. So I've got something brewing pretty heavy. That's dope. Uh, um, but I won't be able to speak on it yet. So uh, um, it's kind of impeded a little bit of my progress. Uh, mm. But I still plan on putting out a few songs this summer. Um, I've got you know got a month and a half to go to you know to get some stuff out. Um, definitely have a few few things I want if nothing you know just 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 me putting out a few songs just just yeah. to put more things out content musically wise uh that's the modern it's the modern landscape yeah yeah which which is actually a lot easier because you know I, I moved to Nashville when people were still like saying let's get together and make these records and people with no budgets were still trying to make records that sound like they had budgets yeah so it's hard to come out of that mindset where you're like, we're making a record. We're making a record. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, but I've got all the stuff to make a record at home. So everything that we're calling demo, I can now do at home. Even though I've been doing that for years. Sure. I mean, it, it, it's like you do it and you actually get enough sense. You go like, yeah, but the demo sounded dope. Well, and with, so just... with digital distribution, like... It, Dude, it's getting crushed got, down anyway. You ain't got to leave your house. You don't have to know yeah. anybody. You... You know, yeah. if you do your research, you can get a free. You can get Reaper, for instance, is a, yeah. a doll that is totally free and extremely capable. Yeah. If you are one to figure out and yeah. work those things out, there's definitely ways to release your music for free. There's probably a cap on how often you can do it, right? And it's probably just longer than the algorithms like to see, or something to push you towards. Through the paywall, right? But I mean, it, let's say you want to go through TuneCore and and you yeah. want to get a professional account for fifty dollars a year, you can release as much music That's as you all, want. And dude, fifty dollars a year is—it's not. Come on, man. If you're if you're it's nothing issuing, they they make their issue, money on the kickback from socials, and they, right. they, I think they take twenty percent, but you get a hundred percent of your royalties from the. The streams yep. and the downloads. Yep, DistroKid, all those. So yeah, CD Baby, DistroKid. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good to go with that. I, I'm already set on there. Uh, I, it's just a matter of me uh, releasing a, a, a few of these more songs because I've been doing it with a band so much and doing it in studios and just you know it's just I still want to do that for the major pieces, but I can put out content in between so the way i look at it i would love to only do live in studio captures yeah, for right. instrumental for the instrumental stuff especially yeah but 
it's also cool, as you're saying, to do it the other way because mm-hmm. you can still make a cool piece of art and uh, capture a great musical idea and get it out. Like half the stuff that I put out already was recorded in the pandemic and yeah, just having yeah. homies like, hey, I know you're sitting at home. Dude. I've got this. Let me send you this. Yeah. Play something and send it, it back to me. It, it almost feels a little Get like it, same day turnaround. Yeah. For people. <laughs> in, in some ways, it's kind of more artistic because it's allowing people to make art versus be in the studio. Okay. Hey, producing someone's the, performance. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I, I love that, but and, I almost feel like there's more pressure. Sure. There's more pressure with that because you're like, well, we really set up for it to be this thing, and you have this expectation yeah. on it when you do it like that. So you're already kind of setting yourself to, up to get your heart stomped on. But if you make it that way, you're just like, ah, you put it out, and then those are the ones that end up flying. You know. So, uh, well, and there's the other thing of, like, you know, studio time costs money, right there. and you might be willing to settle for something just because you're thinking about the business side because as independent artists, even if you've got digital distribution deal or you've got like uh some sort of like agreement with an actual distributor for whatever sure like it's still you still have to even if you've got a a deal with a label yeah you still have to think about the economics of it because if you don't run your career like a business then you won't have a there you go a career yep (laughs) and that that you know or somebody else will have made all your money yeah and, and as an artist, it, it's that's the that's the hard part. Forget for us. all of that bullcrap. Yeah, yeah, man. You, you get so caught up. I mean, we have to do that along with manage your social media and all that kind of stuff. Next thing you and know, and not to mention work gigs and make money. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you you got maybe ten percent of your life left to be an artist, and that's when you're you're too drained. You got you you just you drag a husk of yourself to the studio or to wherever it comes time to make, and then you feel like there's a gun to your head to make it, and then you're not making good stuff anymore. So That's true. You have to Sometimes you just have to separate yourself from it all and just say, I'm going to go make this, and I'm going to go make it in my own time, and I'm not going to be on anybody's schedule, and I'm going to make it to the best of my ability. You know, okay, so what? I'm, I can't go to the Adirondacks. And, and dude, you've, I've got a studio at my house. I've, I've got, I've got, logic i've got pro tools i've got you know uh luna i've got whatever you know and i've got enough to get a vibe and to turn my lights down and to make it feel good and yeah and get in the best place i can to create and see what happens and sometimes the vibe of a room of being able to do the stuff with the lights like obviously we've got these big stupid ass lights blasting us but as you can tell, I like the oh, col- colored lights and oh yeah, I'm ambient in it all over that's, the place. Yeah, it's more creative. That's you know, people are like, man, ah, uh, they're upset about it being raining and overcast. I'm like, bro, that's I love that yeah. because can't go outside. Yeah. So I'm like content to yeah. draw from that energy. Man, There's something beautiful about absolutely the gray and the rain gray days, bro. Man, it makes oh, you can make some great music. Vince Gill on. Uh, that v, uh, what was it? VH1 and or CMT Cross? No, it's oh, Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah, who was it? Vince Gill and Sting. Yes, um, I remember. Yeah, he and he said uh, he was talking about the kind of songs that he sings. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm just drawn to melancholy, yeah. and I've never like felt a description of how I how I like the the kinds of songs that I like. Yeah, like from whatever genre, like. Yeah. 
I'm just drawn to melancholy, whether yeah. it's a, a Pat Metheny song or Sugarland or yeah, you know, right, whatever. Right. right. Uh, I don't know. There's some, there's something something about it. And I'm not a sad guy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not. It makes, you, it makes you feel away. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, yo, it's, I want to feel something. It's like watching, uh, you know, a, a really emotional movie. It's yeah. it's the same thing. It's yeah. telling an, a sometimes sometimes stories make you want to cry. Yeah. Sometimes they make you want to laugh and whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's the way that junk goes. Yeah. yeah. Dear and beer. scavengers i'll be looking around and waiting for the right price mm -hmm. on something some, you wait long enough somebody's gonna have to let something go and you're That's gonna be able true. to be there when they're ready that is true that is true i i i, I impulse buy 
I, when I buy, and I shouldn't say impulse buy because it sounds like I split. It sounds like I'm splurging. What I do is, I buy when I have an emotional impulse. Like if a pedal lets me down really bad on a show, that's its last day in sure. my life. If a, if a guitar does that, amp does that. Oh, it's going. It's going on chopping block. That's just what happened. Well, I, I don't. I don't really. Until I until I get a piece of gear that I know, dude, you just have to deal. It, I'm not it, very it was, good at letting stuff go. It was, it was a it was a bad day. I I I I am I'm, I'm I'm at the point where I'm kind of out of things to do that with, because the stuff I have now is like ah, it's not going anywhere. So yeah, that's and, and and I'm I'm playing gear that doesn't let me down either. So well, and that and you know you've got relationships with a bunch of companies who that's true. have a reputation for doing quality stuff, and that so if I have an issue, I actually way. call them. Now. Well, and, <laughs> and and then that that as well, but yeah. like also dealing with dealing with good stuff, you know. That's true. That's true. It makes a big difference. Knowing what's going to be up your every now and again with gain, like I've tried stuff where it's like that sounds like a great idea, man, almost too good to be true. And then you get it, and you're like, yeah, of course it doesn't work. It <laughs> sounds like shit. Let's get it out of here. Uh, I have have you ever had that where it sounds great in everyone's hands but yours? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've yes, literally, man, I have been that guy so many times. The deal for the green machine, uh-huh, dude, sounded trash with me. I never even played one just because I just hated the way it looked. I, I totally hate the way, but it was <laughs> in Nashville, it was on everybody's board back everywhere. It was, and yeah. I was, I just had a DD6. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, man. And I played a DD6 way better, but I had it, I tried it for a good year, and dude, every day I own that thing. It was awful. That's the way it goes, man. I it was no no clones are that way with me. You'll never hear a yeah. clone sound good if I play it. No, I I tell you the funny thing, I love the the M four and the M I mean the M five and the M nine and, and that the M the M thirteen. Yeah. I love those I love. But because it's the same circuit that I, I love those. I've got an M five that I that I, I still love. I yeah. Man Somebody I saw recently had the 13 on their board. And Dude, like, man, that is a lot of. That's a lot. That's a lot of real estate. To that's be a whole out. lot. It is a board these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was, uh, you know, Chris Rodriguez. He still does. Yes, he does. He's never. Listen, he's never <laughs> getting rid of that. No, I know. Yeah, that that that's staying forever, man. It, it just, it's. That and that, uh, that, uh, what's that? Visual Sounds VSXO oh, pedal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, that thing was literally, like, made for him. And he kills it. Golly. Love that dude. He's one of my favorite people to play with. Yeah, man, I love him too, man. I didn't get to go to the Dallas Guitar Show this year, and he was only able to go for, like, one day, I think. Um, but that's where I met him, and then I mo ended up moving here. Nice, nice. And every now... Yeah, he doesn't know he's one of my heroes, but he totally is. Dude, my favorite thing about Chris Rodriguez is like three years ago, I was, uh, and this will lead us right into the, the beginning of these questions. Oh, uh, perfect. I just, accident. But, Segway. Uh, even a blind squirrel, they say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a, a Megadeth record that Vinny Coaluda played drums on. What? From 2005 called The System of Failed. Yeah. And like, if you know that it's Vinny, you can be like, yeah, I hear it. I hear yeah. his. I hear his print. Yeah, 
But if you don't know it's Vinny, it's yeah. like, this is a badass drummer playing a yeah, Megadeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm sure it's got a snare cracking. But I was looking at the credits and uh, background vocals credit Chris oh, yeah. Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. He's been singing on Dave, uh, Dave's records for like 20 years. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Never would have ever yeah, thought that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like I met him playing Tore Down and and he's singing on Megadeth records. Yeah, he's the he's he was he was the he's been the pop backgrounds, the Nashville pop background singer for like the for everyone since then like probably early nineties. As, as well as he's playing on records, he's singing backgrounds, killing them and too. playing with playing and singing with Kenny Loggins yeah. and Satara at the same time yeah, for like twenty years. Yeah. Like those are, I mean, yeah, and Michael McDonald, like all that stuff. He's just, he's yeah, he's been the guy. Kenny Loggins. I mean, you want to talk about just like a consummate gig to get as a guitar player? Yeah. It's like. Hey, you get to play parts. Yep. You get to play extremely fun and progressive yep. Yep. music yep. with one of the best performers of all time. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, 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 like, iconic tone that all guitar players go, at some point or other, I was obsessed with that sound. Man. Yeah, man. Freaking, freaking Loggins, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Are you familiar with uh, a video, like a five to ten minute, episodes video series called yacht rock yeah with uh you know all the fake they're telling fake stories about the origins of these songs yeah 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 i, I cannot a youtube thing yeah i yeah. cannot think about kenny loggins without the jim messina laying in the, in the <laughs> loading dock all drunk and saying your shitty music made me barf loggins mm. <laughs> so anybody anytime i hear loggins that that goes logins logins <laughs> uh anyway i'm sorry i digress no but problem. yeah so chris rodriguez singing on megadeth records speaking of megadeth phil it's time to enter the question zone let's do it the first question is metallica or megadeth metallica okay. easy is that easy for you easy yeah black record black album i mean that's 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 the one that got me on Black Album. Yeah, it, it it turned me on, man, for real. No lie. That's it's a freaking great record. Yeah, Megadeth is cool, but Dave Mustaine versus uh, come on, man, come on versus um uh, Hetfield. I, it was Dave Mustaine's a better singer, but Hetfield, I don't even think he's a better singer. He's just a great guitar player. A half of those solos are yeah. Dave. Oh shoot, Dave yeah. Dave is a player, man. Yeah, I just I just I just think the band. I think Mega. I think. Metallica is a band is better. Like the individual player, like player for player in the band, they, yo, Lars Ulrich could have played with a million other guys. And people shit on him all the time. And he probably does kind of suck, but boy, was he perfect for that band. Man, listen. I've also heard a lot of stuff about maybe a, maybe ghost drummers and stuff in the middle of the night on his gear set up like it's set up. I've heard some things, and there's no way I'll never I'll never know if it's true or it isn't true. Hey, he sold it like it was him, man. Works for me. Well, and he was definitely a big part of writing those tunes. Absolutely. Too. And they they lost me eventually, but like it was a lot later than people expect. Everybody's Absolutely. usually like, man, first five records, everything after that, blah yeah, blah. Yeah, nah, but nah. I thought Load and Reload were both yeah. great. Yeah, man, they were great records. Yeah. Are Are you familiar with? I forget the name of the record. But it's uh, uh, the the cult, one of the cult records. Um, just a lot of the guitar playing sounds extremely influenced 
like the riffs sound, the riffs and the way the guitars sound. I I'll find it. Terry told me about that, mm-hmm. and I went and listened to it, and I, you know, mm-hmm. far be it for me to disagree with him. But he was actually right. I would have disagreed if, if I would disagree. <laughs> uh, so yeah, these are just going to be a bunch of like either or questions yeah, that go. are so stupid, but it's fun. So yeah. here we're we're having fun. I love this. <laughs> uh, Miles or Coltrane? Oh, Miles, man. Even though it hurts me to say it, but it hurts because I I know more Miles catalog. Miles, man, you, you could know, argue that without Miles, there is no Coltrane. One hundred percent, but there's definitely Miles without Coltrane for sure. Um, and here's the 50's thing, Miles. Yeah, here's the thing about Miles. Miles, the different eras. It, Coltrane doesn't have era. Coltrane only had two, three eras max. Miles had, bro. I mean, the every, '80s band with Foley playing lead uh, piccolo bass. Who is who is my guy now? Like me and oh, Foley real? been going back and forth, man. I love that dude, man. He's he awesome. still live in Dallas. He's in uh he's in uh, uh Columbus. He's back in Columbus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing, man. So you've presumably seen that uh, wherever in London trio Foley and Chris Dave and the yeah man the the. Poor yeah. uh, Eastern European saxophone player that got uh, sacrificed to the music yo, gods that night. <laughs> yo, listen, split open on the altar. Bro. Oh man, yes sir. Yeah, I felt sir. bad for him, but like, <laughs> I, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I've you know Dude. ran into Foley and I've met him before back in in Dallas ten yeah. years, fifteen years ago. Uh, never met Chris Dave. Chris Dave's playing sometimes sounds like he's just trying to make someone mad. Um, but Foley is like, you never heard somebody. Yeah. I mean, you never heard him play a single note. He was not 100% convicted about, bruh, bruh, all, all the notes, which, yeah. I, what is it? Uh, uh, is it Nefertiti where he's playing the, the same baseline the whole time underneath a, it's like a, like an ostinato pattern, mm-hmm. but the, the saxophone player is still playing the actual melody over the yeah, top. Man. I yeah. forget. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he's but he's. Got I'll link that. Crazy, that shit is crazy. He's got some crazy videos on his YouTube stuff. You're like, what? Yeah, that. Yeah, that him and Miles is my lord, man. I, uh, who was was Marcus Miller playing? No, the Marcus got he got the no Mar- he got the gig because of Marcus. Okay, so who was playing? Who was playing bass when he was playing piccolo bass for Miles? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I forget who was playing bass. Somebody that we've all heard yeah, of, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yes. Matheny or Schofield? Man. Oh, okay, Schofield. I got to say Schofield. I get it. Because I just love everything about that dude. I, but, ten years ago, I would have said the opposite, but I think I'm with you now. I'm. I love, and I love Matheny. I lo- okay. Let me say this. I love Matheny's compositions, maybe a little bit more. Well, well, okay. The the scope of his compositions. Yeah. The scope of his compositions are just breathtaking. Whereas, if I just want to listen to some great playing, like. Flat foot. He's got that 
like deceptively greasy feel yeah, to his man. playing. Yeah, dude. And it is like no matter what you listen to on him, you're always he's gonna make you laugh. Every, every you're gonna you're just gonna laugh. You're gonna be like, that dude just yeah, he just took us all back. Like his his playing is so whimsical and it's so it's so man, it's so many things that you that you strive to be one day on guitar, but he's all of them at once. You and want to talk like about two guys with their own voice on the instrument. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Those, those two. So I love them both. Absolutely. But, yeah, but I, I would say Schofield. I, I, I dig that, man. The the Blue Matter and the uh, Still Warm and the Pick Hits records. Yeah, uh, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Oh, David Lee Roth, man. Yeah, just, I mean, I don't think Sammy Hagar would be. David Lee Roth put the blueprint down. Now, sure. I think Sammy Hagar has a wider range of what he can sing, and I can take him a lot more seriously as an artist. But for what Van Halen was, because Van Halen made both of them. Come on, man. Yeah, I, 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 I see the value to both, but a lot of people are very polarized about that. Yeah, I'm not polarized. And, just... like, Sammy Hagar's a way better singer. Oh, it would He's question. got one of those weird voices where it's like he always sounds like he's singing as high as he can yeah, yeah, and yeah. he just keeps singing higher Yeah, somehow. yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> Brian Adams with, ah, with more, you know. It's like, man, you sound like a full-body uh, Charlie horse yeah. when you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's what it sounds like to me yeah, I, I, I don't know but uh vi or satriani dang it that's a tough one i don't think i agree that's a tough one man if this were a chicken or the egg argument, I would argue that I'm a, it's I'm, the chicken. I'm 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 a definitely say Vi. I'm gonna say Vi. That's the right answer. I'm gonna say Vi because, to be honest, when I've seen Satch play in non G three environments, like that chicken foot band. Have you seen yeah. that with Sammy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Who's just, that? Sammy and Chad Smith and Michael Anthony or something? Yeah, I think so. That that's the band. Yeah. When I see him in those other environments, he's okay to me. But every time I see Vi, I'm like, Nah, Vi is Vi. Vi, he's like a god wherever he plays. Even if he's a god out of place, sure. He's just I don't care. This is how I play, and I'm going to stand flat-footed and be that dude no matter what. I when I see man, I'm going to get in trouble. But when I see uh-huh. Satch play sometimes, I can see him thinking. And it's like mm. Steve Steve Vai plays from his soul. And like you said, sometimes it's out of place, but it sounds like but him. He's, he's going to he And it's authentic. He care. It's he's going to play him and it's like dude, that's that's the spirit of like the guitar gods. That's the thing that we all want. I feel like his music is way better too, and it's it feels like it's more authentic. He and doesn't I'm sure feel like Joe Satriani is very disappointed in hearing that out of my mouth. Except I, for he's probably crying all the way to the bank, and he's yeah, never heard of. I just I just think he I think he 
I mean, to me, Steve Vai doesn't seem like he's chasing something. Well, I mean, technically, we have Joe Satriani to thank for Steve Vai. That's true. And Kirk Hammett. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Dolly or Reba? We're in Nashville. Dolly, dude. I'm sorry. That's, that's the right answer. I'm sorry. Dolly is, yo. Dolly, I love Reba, but that's the right answer. Yo, Dolly bad is, yo, she's so freaking bad. Yo, Dolly's so funky. Dude, some of those tunes are bad to the bone. Yo, yo, Dolly is no joke. She's, I, I you'll get no argument from I me. I mean, like, that's not even close to me. It's it's really not. Just, but the only person that could come close is probably Reba. I mean, yeah, you know. I, you, at least I mean, right to now. Me, I, oh, yeah, that's living. Just somebody that's had a, a career span and that, like, is a person with depth and yeah. not just like a, you know, a flash in the pan uh, like so many country artists seem to be. Yeah, I, Even I, if I, that flash June, is June eight Cash, years. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's to me, you know, Patsy Cline. That, those are the people that I would have to put up against a dolly. And they've been going forever. Uh, Patsy Cline didn't have the career arc like Reba did. No, no. no I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like the imprint of historically. The, uh, that's okay. just, I'm just saying in history. Yeah. Like, but Dolly's still going. Yeah. That's, she's ridiculous, man. Like, Dolly, yeah, man. No. You're right. Uh, Ingve or James Burton? Oh, come on, man. James Burton? Like, what are we talking about? Well, so this is a a question that I'm asking <laughs> in jest because they're obviously – there's no comparison in the way that they play guitar, but they are both notorious assholes. <laughs> oh, I know that. So it's a little jest from yeah, me, yeah, but nice. um, I actually saw a video of Ingve the other day and I was like, golly, that dude is bad to the bone. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. It's a, it's one thing and he does the shit out of that hey, one man. thing, but hey. it's one thing. Sure, yeah. John Petrucci or Paul Gilbert? Whoa, that's a good one. That's a that's a toughie right there. A couple of virtuosic players. Yikes, that's a hard one. Okay. Oh man, this is nerd. This is nerdery. Oh, for sure. Okay. Man. This is a podcast dedicated to nerdery. Yes. Okay, dude. Paul Gilbert or John Petrucci? Okay. All right, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. Be honest. I'm going out of, if I was never asked this question, and you just look at my search history, <laughs> it's it's going to say Paul Gilbert. Um, Petrucci had a era in my life. You know, as he does for all guitar players, it exactly. seems like he had he had an era. I'm not going to say I outgrew that era. I just learned what I wanted to learn from it, and it was like, oh, I don't need to go any further in this era, or I'm going to begin to sound like him or everyone else that listens to him constantly. Yeah. 
Whereas Paul Gilbert is more of you can take these tools all the time. I mean, I, dude, every time I watch Paul Gilbert play, I learn something. Every time I watch that dude play. Like, whether it be, I'm still trying to play the slapback and reverb like he has. And it's, like, awesome. That dude, the way he plays things on his guitar. What's is that one song? Super uh, good, man. Uh, Curse of the Castle Dragon or something like yeah. that? Yeah. That was, uh, whatever that record is, that maybe. I don't know what's going on. Mr. Big or, or, or just him? No, no. The, it was a record. solo record. Yeah. I forget what the record's called, but there's a song on there called Curse of the Castle Dragon, and it was some, like, it was like if I, like, I don't even love this song all that much, but if I could play it, I would be a better guitar player than I am right now. It's like learn the, and I forgot. I can't even think, I can't even think yeah, of how man, it goes. He right just, now. yeah. I, yeah. He's I, a freak. I, yeah, I admire him. Sure. This next question I always ask, but it is totally a typo. And the question is Getty Lee or Getty Lee? Answer's Getty Lee. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, jazz or metal? Oh, yeah, I am jazz, man. Come on. All right, that's where I'm at. <laughs> a lot of people go metal. Yeah. Hot or cold? And life? Oh, oh you mean like like living in the hot or the cold? I, I'm, I don't I'm, mean anything. I mean hot or cold. I'm, I'm a hot guy. Give me give me heat. You can have it. Live or session? That I that's a that's a super tough one because I love what they both give you. And I'm sorry, that one is I hold them. I hold them in such high esteem for totally different reasons. That's the point of the question. Yeah. You shouldn't have to pick, but you have to. <laughs> Fortunately, you'll never what have about, to actually. What, what about live session? I'll, I'll accept I'll accept that. I'm doing that. <laughs> Single coil or humbucker? Unfortunately, jeez. I want to say humbucker, but I'm not being honest because I end up playing single coil so much more. As much as I love humbuckers, yeah. I just express more with single coils. It just always happens to me. Either whether it be a P90 or my Tele or my Strat, I end up always going to it. You could argue that P90 has humbucker each qualities it's a, it's a good compromise uh, yeah but i i end up stratting quite a bit i, I, I love a good strat I, I do i end up strat i yeah I, I fall for it really bad yeah uh i i don't see it on this board other than probably in the h9 but do you use compression live in any situation not anymore i used to i used to i used to compress but i realized well see i use that for the same thing a compressor i use a compressor for bloom so it's more of a boost bloom thing for me. I'm like, so I don't really need it. But I do have it in the H90 uh, when there are certain songs, because, like, you know, a lot of the modern pop thing uses that super compressed guitar sound. So I use it when it when it calls for a song. Sure. But otherwise, I, on my own, never. Yeah. I get that. I get you. Uh, jazz or precision? That's a bass question. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say P-Bass. I'm gonna say P bass. That, that a lot of people would would 
say the otherwise. Not I'm in so, this town. <laughs> man, I, dude, the P-Base. I think there's been maybe four votes for Jazz Bass. It, it is the Your most. episode 49. It, it is the, the most iconic sound. And Jazz has got a great thing. But, bruh, that P-Base, the way it warms your heart, man, it's Motown. It's it's Willie Weeks. It's all the different things I love, man. It's Pino. It's. Man, oh, me. my I, my I, main bass is a a P bass. Yeah, when I play bass, I've got a JP, I've got a PJ bass, and I'm always playing on the P pickup. My five string is jazz, but I I bought a '65 P that had been refinished in mm-hmm. the '70s off of a buddy for a steal mm-hmm. when I when I moved to town like ten years ago, I guess almost, and. It's it's just one of those instruments where it's just like, yeah man. Oh yeah, I never I never hear a jazz bass that sounds like a bell, but I sure do know some P basses that do. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Got a favorite pedal? All around, like, man, I I might have to say uh, that it's it's going to be a toss up between the H ninety and that. Third power, man. It oh, just, the, what, what's the name of that third power? The, 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 the uh, love drive, because it can drive. do so much stuff, man. And it's so simple, but it does a lot. Yeah. Fair. What's your favorite artist to listen to? Oh, man. You know what? This is one of those things. I kind of like. You you might tell me a different answer tomorrow. That's kind of the answer I'm looking for. Top of your brain. Yeah, top of my brain. Jeez. Ah, I'm going to be so mad at myself because I'm going to say it. Mayor. He's let me down a lot lately, but. Really? It's It might be mayor because I like I I can like. I'm not going to be mad if a mayor record comes on ever. I'm just like. Yeah, me either. I love it. Yeah, yeah I really, I really, I, I love the way he sings. I love the way he writes. I love the way he plays. His tones always sounds awesome. I'm out. I'm gonna have to go with Mayor. Anybody else? I'm splitting other things to enjoy it. But Mayor, yeah, man, he doesn't let me down to listen to. He doesn't let me down. That's a great choice. Yeah. What artist, alive or dead, would you love to play with if you had the opportunity to play with anyone? Mm. Miles. Pretty good answer. Head up. That's straight up miles without question. What's your favorite thing to do outside of music? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, it, yeah. Probably For me, not. it's easy. It's the only other thing I do, which is cooking. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say have sex. but <laughs> <laughs> No, that's fun, too. That, that is fun, too. I have sex. Uh, uh, but no. Um, <laughs> uh, cook, I, 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 I probably make way more music than I get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, music, uh, outside music. Um, man. Yeah. Man, I, 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 like, I like to work out a bit. Uh, it's it because I get a lot of parallels. Cooking is up there too. I know it's, I gave you way too many answers, but what is? It's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about being a musician? Man, the way that you can draw 
analogies to life from so many different things. Cooking, sports, um, relationships, chemistries. You can draw all these relationships because of music. Music is the way people blend, the way the way uh, the way foods work together, the way um, 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 you're 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 waiting for that big moment. You know, uh, a gun to your head. You gotta, you gotta knock it out right. All those things happen in music, uh, and and I, you know, um, living on the tip of the spear, um, living by your instincts, um, knowing when to shut up, knowing when to speak, yeah. uh, um, being able to discern people's personalities and characters. Because of music, it's like all that, all those things you can, you know, it's like it's hard. Very representative of the individual. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of things that you know, and 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 at the end of the day, when we're on stage and when we're playing, it really is a meritocracy. Regardless of what happens before you get there, when you're on stage, people know. It's like I heard. I heard uh, Chell Sonnen, the, the, the MMA, uh, is a retired fighter. He said back in the gym, he said all the fighters know who that real bad dude is, and like they know if they're gonna fight, they know who that guy is. Like everybody may, they might say all kind of stuff at the press conference. They, you know, it might be somebody in another weight class. They were talking all this kind of stuff, but in locker room, they they know, and it's like that with music too. Like, people can talk about, so oh, I went here and I've got this degree and I've done that and I've practiced this, any other. What are your scales? You know, when we get to playing, people know. In the moment, you either can or you can't. You go like, oh, okay. And that, that I love that about music because for those, for those minutes that we're all playing. Pulls back the curtain. Yeah, you really know who's got it and who don't. Yeah. It's just that's. I love that about music because, you know, high it's the high level of it. Whether it shows or not, it's like you feel it. And, and it, and it may not be something the audience knows, but the players on stage, if you really play, you're like, oh, no, that ain't a real deal. And, like, you know, three or four, three or four measures, you're like, oh, shoot, okay. And that kind of a realization on stage will influence the way you play. And 100%. It can elevate or drag down yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, You think somebody was really amazing, and you go to hear them, you go like, oh, no, they've been propped up all this time, and now you're like... You're like oh, I just can't wait for this to be over. Yes, dude. And then there's other guy, and you go like, whoa, they were the they were the secret sauce to blah, 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 blah. And, you, you just, and then yeah. the gig's over, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just like all that stuff, yeah. All right, so camera's about to cut off, so we'll, I got one question left. I'm okay. going to skip a couple, but... This is the stupidest question that you'll ever be asked. This question is called the King's Court, and you have to choose between all kings. Oh, Albert, BB, Freddie, Ed, Carol, Earl, or King's X. You have to pick one for all time. Albert. That's a great choice. You heard it here first. My man, Guitar Phil, appreciate you, dude. Thank uh, you, man. Thank I'll be linking us. his music and uh, his Instagram and all his socials and stuff will be in the show notes as usual. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, comment, 
tell us how awesome you think Phil is because the answer is very awesome. Phil, appreciate you, man. Thanks, Rob, man. Thank you for having me, brother. Appreciate it. Next time on Gear and Beer. Hey, thanks for listening to the Gear and Beer podcast. We would ask that you please be sure to tell your friends about the podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe and follow our Instagram and YouTube channels, as well as liking and commenting on our posts. Are there guests you want to see on the podcast? Topics you want us to talk about or pieces of gear? Let us know. All these kinds of things feed the algorithms in a positive way and help us gain more traction, whereby enabling us to continue to bring you ever-improving content and guests. Thanks again, GearHeads. We truly appreciate your support, and we'll see you back here soon for another episode of d